you have your Bibles, you can open up to Psalm 37, my all-time favorite psalm. We're going to begin at verse 34 this evening. Beginning at verse 34, the Bible reads, Wait on the Lord and keep His way, and He shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a native green tree. Yet he passed away, and behold, he was no more. Indeed, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the blameless man and observe the upright, for the future of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. The Lord declares a future for the upright. He declares the future of the upright. The Word declares a future of peace, as we've read. We know Jeremiah 29, 11. I'm sure many of us know it well. It reads, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. How many want the future of the Lord for their lives? Peace is not promised to the evildoers. Destruction and their future shall be cut off, the Bible reads. How do we secure the future of the Lord for our lives? How do we secure the future of the Lord for our marriages, for our children, for the generations to come? How do we secure the future of the Lord for a generation, this generation? How do we secure the future of the Lord for a church? Psalm 37, 37 in the New King James, Mark the blameless man and observe the upright, for the future of that man is peace. The Passion Translation reads, you can tell who are the blameless and spiritually mature. What a different story with them. The godly ones will have a peaceful, prosperous future with a happy ending. This is tried and true. This is reality. This is truth. The message reads, keep your eye on the healthy soul, scrutinize the straight life, there's a future in strenuous wholeness. How do we secure the future of the Lord? We live blameless. We live upright. To say that this is not important to the Lord would be foolishness. It is very important that we live blameless and upright. The Lord calls us to live this way. 
verses 39 and 40, but the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. If you're wondering how to secure the future of the Lord for your life, we just read it right there at the end. We trust in the Lord. This is the way to move in to the future that the Lord would have for us, is to trust in the Lord. We know what Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6 says. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Our own understanding leads us astray. It gets us into trouble. It says, in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. The Passion Translation, I love how this line reads, trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. A foolish generation is a generation that relies on its own opinions rather than the opinions of God. It goes on, with all your heart rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. Listen, God is a God of details. He is God in the details. Every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do, and he will lead you wherever you go. How many are thankful for that tonight? That's the reality. That's the relationship we have with the Lord. He desires to be intimately connected with us, with our lives, our living. What's really being said here is he will cut a straight path before you and lead you into the future. The future of the Lord is promised to those who walk blameless and upright before the Lord. The future of the Lord, as we've read, is promised to those who, who trust in the Lord, leaning not on their own understanding, not being swayed by their own opinion or by popular opinion, but rather the opinions of the Lord. Today, we are securing the future of the Lord. And tomorrow, when we rise and when we head out, we are securing the future of the Lord. You see, we secure the future of the Lord for our lives, for a generation, for a church, for a family, for the generations to come from us. We secure the future of the Lord each and every day. It's in the details. It's in the steps. It's in the doings and the goings. It's in the decisions. It's the choices that we make. It's the passions that we take. It's the pursuing. It's the actions and it's the reactions. God is a God of details. We desire that he would be a God of details when it comes to us. We have to be a God of details when it comes to serving Him. It's in the details. The Bible says, Mark the blameless man and observe the upright. In the King James Version, it says, Mark the perfect man and behold the upright, for the end of that man is, is peace. That word mark means to watch, 
to observe, to give heed. It says the perfect, that is complete, sound, wholesome, morally innocent, having integrity, one who is morally and ethically pure. The text says behold, that is look at, inspect, perceive, consider, give attention to and learn. The upright, righteous, right, pleasing, correct, proper. Perhaps this is why Paul spoke these words in 1 Corinthians 11.1 when he said, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. And as the Amplified Bible reads, pattern yourselves after me, follow my example as I imitate and follow Christ the Messiah. The J.B. Phillips New Testament, copy me, my brothers, as I copy Christ himself. I pray that we would be those that could utter these words, in fear and trembling, yet utter these words. Copy me, imitate me as I copy Christ, as I imitate Christ, as I follow his steps, as I give myself to his opinions and not my own, as I lean not on my own understanding, but as I lean on his understanding. You might say, well, it sounds like a prideful declaration Copy me as I copy Christ. I think not. You see, Paul knew the life he was committed to. Paul knew the path that he was committed to. All other ways had in fact died and were dead to Paul. Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. Why? Why are these words? Because Paul knew that this form of imitation would secure the future of the Lord. When you imitate Christ, you secure the future of the Lord. When you imitate those that imitate Christ, you secure the future of the Lord. You secure the right future. When you copy those, when you follow in their steps, it doesn't mean you're a carbon copy. That's not what I'm talking about. God has a unique call and plan for all of us. But there are those principles, those things in the faith that we follow. Stride for stride. That's how we secure the future of the Lord. I've shared this before. David Ravenhill, the son of Leonard Ravenhill. These are his words when his father passed away. I cannot say that as a youngster I was ever an avid bookworm. Things have changed a great, great deal, however, since those days. What I do vividly recall was that my first real knowledge of the Bible came first through reading the Epistle Leonard. That's right, the Epistle Leonard. You won't find it in your Bible, although it was inferred by the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 3, 2, when he wrote, You are our epistle, written on our hearts, to be known and read by all. Yes, it was this epistle that first stirred my interest in knowing more about God and His Word. My father's life, prayers, tears, and preaching were never wasted on this very grateful son. Thank you, Lord. The reality is that many sacrifice the future of the Lord for the present. 
You say, well, I didn't think I could miss out on the future of the Lord. Many sacrifice the future of the Lord for the present. Present conveniences. Present ease. Present comfort. Present free will. Present pleasures of sin. Present vices. Present wanderings. Present self-convictions and selfish convictions. Present opinions. You know, when you get older, you look back and, man, I had the wrong opinion. I had the wrong understanding at that point in my life. Yet someone was trying to help us. And there was an example before us of the right opinion, of one that was leaning on the right understanding. Present distractions. Isn't that true? They sacrifice the future of the Lord for present distractions. When the word says, seek the Lord while he may be found, seek the Lord in your youth, seek the Lord. It's not, yeah, I'll catch up and I'll start seeking the Lord way later on in life and he's still going to give me the future. The Bible doesn't say that. How do we secure the future of the Lord? We can't mess around with the present if we want the future of the Lord. We can't mess around in the present if we want the future of the Lord. We don't choose the fleeting pleasures of sin. We choose abstinence that secures the future of the Lord. We don't choose whatever it is rather than the abstinence that secures the future of the Lord. If I asked you tonight, as I already have, who desires the future of the Lord, I'm pretty sure every hand went up. How do we secure the future of the Lord? Don't mess around with the present. The devil would like to lie to us and tell us we have all the time in the world. The world would like to lie to us and tell us we have all the time in the world. Psalm 37, 1 to 9. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like grass and wither as green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Only he can truly know our hearts. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. Because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it only causes harm. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Those who wait on the Lord. I want to ask tonight do we not believe the Lord? Do we not believe what he says concerning the sharp contrast 
between the future of the blameless and upright versus the wicked. Do we think the text is not real? Do we think that it's missed the mark? The Bible is very clear, the sharp contrast between the future of those that are blameless and upright and the future of those that are wicked. Again, verses 3 to 9, we trust in the Lord, it says, and we do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. Because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass, cease from anger, forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm, for evildoers shall be cut off. But those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. I wonder, perhaps the real issue is a trust issue. Do we trust the Lord? We'd be quick to say we do. But do we trust the Lord? How do we secure the future of the Lord for our lives, for generation, our family, the church? Here are points straight from the text tonight. Trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord. How do you secure your future? These are the points straight out of the Word tonight. Delight yourself in the Lord. We forsake the future and sacrifice the future, and the future is stripped from us when we start to delight ourselves in other things rather than the Lord. You can go grab a future, but it might not be the future of the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord, it says. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. We live in a world that struggles with trust. But I thought about this. Yet we trust things and people all the time, daily, to get us to the future. We struggle with trust, yet daily we trust and have faith in people to get us to the future. Teachers, you're trusting your teacher to get you to the future. To lead you into the future. How many know we trust pilots? That takes faith to get on an airplane, I'm sorry. I know that it's one of the safest ways to travel, but it still takes faith. You are putting your life in a person's hands. Bus drivers, doctors, a lot of people give more faith and trust to the medical field than they do to the Lord. They believe every word. The person who poured our coffee, we trust that they didn't put anything in it. 
You have faith in the person at the drive-thru window. You don't even think twice. You just drink. True? Now you're all going to think about it tomorrow. (laughs) That is the reality. We have faith. We have faith and trust. We don't even think about it. And it sounds simple, but ask, why must it be so complex? I think sometimes we make it too complex with the Lord. He's just saying, just trust me. Just have faith. Don't always be wondering what I'm doing. Did you mess up the cup today, Lord? Is there something in there that's fishy? Where are you leading me, Lord? Are you really going to get me there? Are your flying skills good enough? Do you know how to drive? Maybe you should be the co-pilot. Just pure trust in the Lord. Walk by faith and not by sight. This is the spiritual and natural reality that we should be living. Can I encourage us all to just come up higher? Just to come up higher and allow the Lord to lead us like he's never led us before. Not always questioning every little thing. Trust in the Lord and do good. Good, right, moral, ethical, valuable, becoming, and agreeable. The text says, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. I believe we need to feed on his faithfulness. Don't for a moment let the devil lie to you and say that God is unfaithful. God is faithful. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is not unfaithful. He is perfect in faithfulness. Feed on that. Feed on that. Don't feed on the lies. Don't feed on somebody telling you that he's unfaithful or questioning what he's doing with your life. Shut that door and say, get behind me, Satan. Feed on his faithfulness. Verse 3 in the Passion Translation, keep trusting in the Lord and do what is right in his eyes. Fix your heart on the promises of God and you will be secure. Feasting on his faithfulness. The voice reads, live in the land he provides, roam and rest in God's faithfulness. I wonder, is it a dwelling problem or a feeding problem? Think on the faithfulness of the Lord. Memories fade, don't they? God's been so faithful, and then there's a season where we think he isn't, yet he is faithful. We might not understand how he's working, but he's working. We might not totally understand how he's leading, but he's leading. Trust in the Lord. Dwell in the land. Feed on his faithfulness. The text says, delight yourself in the Lord. Verse 4, the Passion Translation. Listen to these words. Make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life. And he will provide for you what you desire the most. If I was to ask you when you were 14 years old what you desire the most, what would you have said? If I was to ask you when you were six what you desire the most, what would you have said? If I was to ask you now what you desire the most, what would you say? You see how things change? 
but God knows best. He knows what we actually truly in the spirit desire the most. And that's where true satisfaction is found. It's not in that red bike you wanted when you were six or that girl you wanted when you were 12 or that car you wanted when you were 16. The Lord truly knows. And so we trust in him. We delight ourselves in the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord, the text reads. That is, let him lead and let him direct. I would encourage us all, we can all increase in this, put confidence in him. He always follows through. Put confidence in the Lord. That's faith. That's believing. We put confidence in the Lord. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Show him that we have confidence in him. I wonder if he looks down sometimes. Man, they're so, they got no confidence in me at all. Always questioning. Always trying to figure it out on their own. Verse 5 in the Living Bible, commit everything you do to the Lord. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Psalm 37, 7, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. The message, quiet down before God. Be prayerful before him. Don't bother with those who climb the ladder, who elbow their way to the top. Can I say to all of us tonight, no one can keep us from where the Lord wants to take us. You're saying, I don't know if I believe that. Listen, Joseph couldn't be kept. Daniel couldn't be kept. David couldn't be kept. And the list goes on and on. No one can keep us from where the Lord wants to take us. If that's the future he wants to lead us into, if we do what the text says and we trust in him and we live blameless and upright and we feed on his faithfulness, we remain faithful to him. We make him the utmost pleasure. We do all these things. The future is secure. It doesn't matter if others try and sacrifice our future or kill our future or keep us from the future or throw us in a pit leave us for dead, sell us into slavery. No matter what we face, the dream of God will prosper. His desire for us, his perfect plan, no one can keep us from where the Lord wants to take us. I trust you believe that tonight. We can have the worship team return. Romans eight thirty one. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? I wonder if we can say it like this tonight. As long as you know that God is for you, it doesn't matter who is against you. Do you know that God is for you? Do you really believe that God is for you? Because if God is for you and you believe that and you know that he is for you, it doesn't matter who's against you. It doesn't matter who has been against you, who will be against you. Listen, Joseph's own brothers were against him. That's close relationship. God is for us.
it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the whole world is against us. See, the Bible says that no weapon formed against shall prosper. It doesn't say that the weapon won't be formed. No kingdom raised against us shall stand. It doesn't say that no kingdom shall be raised against us. We have a kingdom raised against us at all times. But the Bible says that it won't stand. No plot, no scheme shall keep us from the future of the Lord. I'd say to all of us tonight, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. How many loved hearing patience is a virtue? I hated hearing that. The Lord's been working on that for many years. And I'm okay with it now. I actually prefer things that take a little longer. I don't like microwave dinners. A simple example. I don't like drive-through food. Patience. Time and time again, we read about patience in the Word. I love that God takes time. That's part of the beauty of it. The greatness of it. The adventure of it. The mystery of it. That God takes time. And can I remind us tonight that he has perfect timing? He hasn't missed yet. Patience, what a struggle. I think more often we're antsy. Impatient. I wonder if Jesus was like, you know, at 12, praying to his father, hey, I'm ready. Let's do this cross thing. He's like, you know what? I'll tell you when you're ready. Jesus didn't even know the timing. He set aside that privilege. Can I suggest that we do the same? Lord, release me when you want. Use me as you want. Galatians 6, 9, and let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Be still before the Lord and be still before the Lord. Remain. Psalm 37, 7 to 9 in the NIV, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways. When they carry out their wicked schemes, refrain from anger and do not turn from wrath, or turn from wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. And I'd say tonight that it is so true that fretting does indeed lead to evil. What does it mean, this fretting? It's expressing of worry, it's annoyance, discontent. It causes corrosion, it gnaws into us, it torments and irritates vexes, wears away and consumes an irritated state of mind. Fret not. Psalm 37, 25. I've been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. The future is before us. It is ours to secure.
Again, I say tonight, we cannot mess around in the present if we want the future. We cannot mess around with the present if we want the future of the Lord. Don't sacrifice the future of the Lord for the present. Verse 23 in the Amplified Bible, it's not on the screen, but this is what it reads. The steps of a good man are directed and established by the Lord when he, that is capital H, delights in his way, little h. And then it says, and he, capital H, busies himself with his every step. Wow. I want the Lord to busy himself with my every step. Because then I know that every step is in line with him. And every step is for his glory. Let's stand tonight. Sing this out really quick in closing. Just offer your life afresh to the Lord. Say, Lord, I desire your future. If I've made my own plans or I'm leaning on my own understanding or falling away to my own opinions, tonight this changes. I make a commitment. I make a commitment to run into the future that you have for me. Thank you, Lord.